0: Greetings. You're listening to the audio version of Up the Waterfall. To see us and everything we talk about, be sure to check out the video version by visiting youtubecom Xanoland. Thanks for listening.
1: Well, now you got into this mess by going down a waterfall. Now, how would you suppose we get him out of there?
0: By going up the waterfall?
1: That's right. Anything's possible in Disneyland. <laughs>
0: Welcome, friends, and thank you for joining us on this episode of Up the Waterfall with your hosts, Xana and Scott Otis. Hello there. This is episode number 44.
1: Ooh, I like 44.
0: A World on the Move. That's right. Tomorrowland, 67.
1: Ooh, that's a good one.
0: a focus on adventure through interspace, question mark? Possibly, yeah. Okay.
1: We'll see. We'll probably get to write a few attractions.
0: (laughs) My main area of research was on everything. Although I did read a lot about adventure through inner space.
1: Wasn't it fascinating because
0: I did not experience it unlike you.
1: Yeah, on in this episode we're literally traveling to my childhood. This is something I mean, this is very near and dear to my heart. This is like a you know 7-year-old me going to Disneyland.
0: Well, after reading more about it, I have some questions for you, oh, but I'll wait until I'm we excited. get to that section. Um, basically, as Walt Disney said at the dedication of Tomorrowland in 1955, his original idea for it would be a vista into the world of wondrous ideas, signifying man's achievements, a step into the future with predictions of constructive things to come. Tomorrow offers new frontiers in science, adventure, and ideals, the atomic age, the challenges of outer space, and the hope for a peaceful and unified world. Oh, quote I like that. Walt Disney. Um, but oh, no. I will say, as you know, you know, many of us know, Tomorrowland in 1955 wasn't really that Tomorrowlandy. No. And very soon after, it had become Todayland. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, there was originally Flight to the Moon. Is that what it's called? Rocket to the Moon?
1: Well, yeah, Rocket to the Moon originally.
0: Um And...
1: And that, that had the moon liner. Yes. You know, with the big rocket. That, and that was kind of the weenie of the of the land at that time.
0: The Hall of Chemistry.
1: The Hall of Chemistry presented by Monsanto. Yes. yes.
0: And uh, something else. That the, there were remember. quite, yeah, there were a
1: <laughs> bunch of little things like that. I,
0: but um, yeah, it, w- it was really like the last place that he was focusing on <laughs> for opening of Tomorrowland. Yes. Um, he did, I guess, try to get the squid from... 20,000 leagues mm-hmm. to open with the park but that was it took yeah, them three l- weeks later to literally get Literally
1: the night before opening day uh, <laughs> Walt and uh, um, I can't remember who he was with. I might have been oh my gosh. Ken Anderson. Yes. I believe uh, that was the name. Uh, I yeah remember. they were uh, frantically you know like uh, painting fluorescent paint you know trying to get the thing open for that for the next day for opening day and uh, it it was not to be, uh, but it opened three weeks later. Yeah,
0: with a whole new skin. That's so right. they chopped it to bits. But anyway, back to, you know, the rest of Tomorrowland. Um, Walt knew that it needed new representations of the future. And this was, of course, a time which I'm now re-watching uh, Mad Men with Sophia. Oh, yeah. So I'm really, like, in this <laughs> yeah, time frame. Yeah, it's right frame. around that time frame, yeah. And it's very... It's a great thing to watch and think about, especially because I'm also reading the Walt Disney biography. Wow. Um, which they're not into that area yet; they're still in the 30s. But just it'll get there. Thinking about how <laughs> people sold things back then, it was just a completely different time, absolutely. And it's very interesting now reading this book to imagine Walt trying to sell, you know, Mickey Mouse cartoons and things like that, short films and just the way things were, was completely different. And if you watch Mad Men, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you were selling emotions and feelings and whether they were real or true or not, it was people ate it up and they that's what, you know, they wanted from an experience or something that was being sold to them. Um, and I think it was a different time where corporations were viewed differently. Like a partnership with a corporation was a good thing, which Mm -hmm. they still happen today, of course, but um, they're often looked at with more scorn as far (laughs) as like, oh, this is just a sponsored thing, or you know, they're selling out and all this stuff. But obviously, Walt has been doing it from the beginning. Oh, yeah. And they were really the way that these attractions came to be and the way that companies could highlight the things they wanted to highlight. Um, In Monsanto's case, it was a lot of chemical stuff and the positive side of chemicals (laughs) and things like that. Um, But, you know, if you think about it, Walt Disney sent guests to the moon back in 1955, two years before Sputnik was launched. Yeah,
1: which was, you know, the first orbiting thing.
0: And three years before the American satellite was launched and 14 years before man would even step on foot on the moon Mm -hmm. itself. So... Uh, It was really a time when the world stood still and watched together as scientists tested out their theories and skills to bring about a better understanding of space and the Earth. And scientists were learning to control and harness atoms and manipulate molecules, which is kind of what Adventure Through Inner Space was talking about, Mm -hmm. um, to create a better tomorrow with their new discoveries. And Americans were watching and listening to it all with great anticipation of what the future would bring. It wasn't like, oh no, science is bad. It was, you know, plastics and synthetic fibers and textiles were like amazing to everyone. Things and it was. Things that can improve your life. Yeah. And it was the future. And they were excited about it. It was like back when, you know, flying cars and things like that were what <laughs> they hoped for. But things like plastics and all of these crazy things like the house of tomorrow were actually, you know, happening. And it was amazing to see. Um, in addition, audio animatronics had since become a major part of building attractions because of the World's Fair and things like that. So bringing Carousel of Progress was another major mm-hmm. part of this new Tomorrowland. Um, again, so many more advancements in Imagineering. The Omnimover was created, which we'll talk about. Um, but yeah, like I said, companies were much more trusted in and you know admired and respected for their work bringing their advances to the country and nowadays things are more questioned and you know it's not the same time frame so i think all of this is necessary to kind of get you back into that frame of mind of how things were back in the 60s and it was really just a different way of looking at things in addition before you jump into your thing because i don't have much else to say (laughs) after i do all of this rambling um but adventure through interspace was the as we said the first omni mover um but it was also a time when up until then science and all of the attractions had been like science is great and nothing's going to go wrong this is a great ride and everything's fine but the adventure through interspace put those questions out there like well, the snowflake is melting. What's what's going to happen, or am I going to shrink into yeah. the world of the atom and never return? Whereas that had never happened. Yeah, in It wasn't the quite attraction. what we
1: have now, where like you know something dramatically yeah. goes wrong and your life is in danger. It's like things are you know maybe not the way we thought that they would happen, and are we going to be okay? Yeah, and so this
0: was the first time that Disney had kind of done that, kind of like, hey, something could happen. Like, nothing did happen, because they're like, oh, the snowflake is melting, but we're going back, so it's fine. Um, But now, the formula really is, for the most part, like, (laughs) uh uh-oh, something went wrong.
1: Drastically. Oh, no,
0: and the ride completely changes. (laughs) So it's kind of like status quo, Um, but that was really... You know, the first time that that had happened. So that was kind of a new direction as well. In addition, through, you know, the 80s and 90s, science was much more questioned and doubted and things like that. And thinking of um, Alien Encounter... Oh, yeah. As an adorable. example of that, it was just like, oh, it's fine. Everything's going to be fine. But then it wasn't fine. The science and the technology didn't work the way that you were supposed to. Mm-hmm. You can say that about dinosaur and the whole thing. <laughs> so it's they wouldn't have viewed science in that way back then. It was right. just like, what do you mean? Scientists know everything. Nothing can go wrong. Um, so, yeah, that was just getting everyone into the frame of mind and what the world and Disneyland was like back then and
1: that was great <laughs> <laughs> i will um i will go a little bit backwards if you don't mind just to give a little bit more of a history of uh the Tomorrowland. Uh, we did you know d- you touched upon a lot of those things you know uh Tomorrowland, as we said was the, the like the last thing that walt even um planned right. um he kind of like put it on the back burner and like okay we got to get something going uh and so yeah as you mentioned there were a lot of um more like um state fair exhibit type things yes. such as um space station X1 which kind of showed um the earth from f- like 50 mm. miles up um there was the bathroom of tomorrow presented by a crane which actually had a an all pink toilet wow and this gold is the first i'm hearing of it and gold plated um toilet paper fixtures <laughs> Um, such things as the Thimble Drome Flight Circle, where people could take their model airplanes and fly them around. Wow. And they had a Hobbyland, where you could actually buy those model airplanes. Um, you know, really just weird things like this. As you mentioned, also the Hall of Chemistry, which was Monsanto's first um, sponsored attraction there. They had such things as, as the American Dairy Association, or Dairy Bar, that showed you how um, cows were milked and uh, you could, um, have a cow be more relaxed by having them watch television and uh, then the very
0: fifties of them. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and at the end you could get a nice cold glass of milk. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> um, the hall of aluminum fame hmm. presented by Kaiser, I do which remember had hearing of this, which had cap the pig, K A P the Kaiser aluminum pig was as he made their out mascot. Of aluminum? He was wow. uh, everything there was made out of aluminum. So it was absolutely it's funny, radical.
0: My whole like life of knowing about that attraction, I always just think of like a giant tinfoil ball. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I know that there's more to yeah, aluminum than just aluminum foil, but that's had, what I always picked. They, they had
1: a, a guy in a space suit who would kind of like roam around the land and mm. would often be in there. Um, but I think they even had hostesses that wear, wore skirts that were made out of aluminum. Wow. I don't know if those lasted too long. <laughs> um but yeah, just a lot of weird things. And then uh but so, you know, Disneyland was going strong through the 50s and and right around the time of this new Tomorrowland 1967, um things were really changing in the company as you had mentioned. Um the Walt had his uh, four attractions at the World's Fair that brought forth audio animatronics. Uh the way massive ways to move a lot of people mm. uh which the it's a small world boat ride as well as their ford magic skyway which would uh, kind of be the precursor the precursor yes of Om- both people mover and adventure through inner space the omni mover system um so but in addition to that that was kind of Walt's first foray into like delving in the east coast trying to get mm. an east coast audience so he's you know he's got his mind's uh, thinking about the Florida project, Project X, yes. a Walt Disney World, but not just bringing the Magic Kingdom to Florida, but also Epcot Center and not the park that we know of, no. but the city, the the, <coughs> the city of tomorrow. So he's starting to think of, you know, all of these big ideas. Uh, and So in doing so, he actually visits a lot of uh, companies and their labs, like such things as Monsanto, General Dynamics, and even Bell Labs. Um, That was one of his favorites, just as a way of kind of seeing what what industries were working on so that he could bring them into Epcot, but also into this new Tomorrowland. And so just um, so when they kind of leveled that Tomorrowland to bring forth the new one, pretty much all of these exhibits were taken out. Um, Gone was the Avenue of the Flags, the Clock of the World, you know, this 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea exhibit, uh, Hobbyland and the Flight Circle the space bar mm-hmm. a restaurant a yacht bar which is actually was where the queue for the submarines ah. wa- is now and that was kind of mo- they literally picked it up and moved it to where the tomorrowland terrace is now um you know the 76 foot 76 foot tall moon liner which was the weenie of the tomorrowland that was gone and the home of the future Uh, which was also presented by Monsanto, uh, showcasing plastics and that kind of thing. That actually did last um, that first summer of 1967, so it was there side by side.
0: I really wish I could have seen that. Oh
1: my gosh, me too.
0: They should rebuild it, in my opinion.
1: And the House of the Future is, um, I'm sorry, it was where the, kind of the little water gardens, uh, like King Triton's, or Pixie Hollow is now. It was at one point King Triton's. It's now Pixie Hollow. That's where that was. So it's kind of off to the left. Um, But also, you know, at this time, the monorail had already been introduced in 1959. The submarine voyage also in 1959. And the Autopia was an opening day attraction. Those stayed. Um, You had mentioned flight. I'm sorry. um, Rocket to the moon. That stayed. But they changed it. Mm. And so... They so upgraded this, it. That's right, they upgraded <laughs> it. So, uh, in 1967, actually July 18th, 1967, they dedicated this new land, which is pretty much 12 years after uh, Disneyland opened, at a cost of $23 million. Crazy
0: to think which, about. Which, you
1: know, $1967. Um, but it included a lot of things. Um, as you had mentioned also, they had brought uh, the Carousel of Progress from the World's Fair, and they had installed it. Um, in the back of the land where the um, space bar used to be um, but there is also a fun thing in that one that we'll talk about later mm-hmm. um, the Autopia, which had already been there they had uh, they actually introduced a brand new um, a new look to all the cars the mark 7 which actually lasted all the way from 67 until 1999 wow yeah that was the stalwart of uh, of the Autopia cars that Bob Gurr had designed um you know so those were you know fancier much kind of more futuristic looking yeah
0: I recently read a little bit about that too I had no idea I knew that like when they first did it they just let the kids go in oh, and they yeah. kind of like crashed everything they had given all of the kids of the designers uh chance to ride and there was something like 36 cars and they had crashed all but six of them or something yeah, like that all but
1: two actually in the first week um
0: so that's when they then designed the giant little bumper that went around the side of it but mm-hmm. what i didn't know was that the track like the crazy design of the track the roadway was because they had originally planned it after California roads, and oh, it was yeah. supposed to well, be like, like with
1: the fancy new clover leaves and yeah. all of that.
0: So it was kind of a. Hey kids, you can learn how to yeah. drive California freeways here in Disneyland, and then you'll be great when yeah, you can get a the car. interstate
1: highway system was kind of a brand new thing that was kind of the Eisenhower's thing uh, from the mid '50s, and they actually um, gave kids little driver's licenses, which they kind of still yeah. do even to this day. So
0: I had no, I thought it was just you know Disneyland is Disneyland, and it was full of oh, yeah. crazy turns. But well, what's
1: also and, weird about that is they didn't have the little guide rail that they no, have exactly. now, and the the track was wider than two cars so you could actually pass a yeah. car um and you know th- <laughs> and of course, we've all heard
0: those opening day stories yeah and crazy kids you know they would actually in.
1: kind of uh like find a way to do a u-turn and then go the wrong way and have head-on collisions not cool crazy so, kids yeah
0: I'll have more to say about crazy kids when we get to adventures through <laughs>
1: interspace.
0: Adventure. So anyway,
1: yeah. So the Autopia, that was uh, brand new. The Circarama, which kind of was um, a very early attraction that had the 360-degree films using 11 projectors, that actually got upgraded to the uh, America the Beautiful. Sponsored which by
0: American Motors.
1: Well, the Circarama was.
0: Oh, they didn't they changed circarama. They sh- yeah. Oh okay. Uh, I don't know where I read that. I've read so much recently. Cuz
1: Bell Labs was uh, oh, they that's presented right. yes. the America the Beautiful.
0: So there was a fun tidbit going back this has nothing to do with 67 oh, but uh Circarama. Car- car- circarama, yeah. People were saying wondering if it was named that way because it was sponsored by American Motors to have car in the title. Isn't and that I, I
1: think <laughs> Yeah, I actually saw that, too, and I wasn't sure which, um, because there's no definitive answer to that. I no. think it probably was, but I Because don't know. it
0: was based on the Cinerama.
1: Right, which has Walt Rama. Saw and was so like, wow, oh, why can do this? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting.
0: Who knows? But
1: anyway, uh, so, <laughs> so this uh, had nine projectors now, and it had a, a much more um, fun film, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Um, which actually included quite a bit of uh, Disneyland footage as yes. well, as we remember. Uh, the Astro Jets. This was kind of the big key. The Astro mm. Jets, which were down on the ground, they were moved up, to, and, and they became the Rocket Jets. Rocket and jets. they, you know, they put in the People Mover here, and then on top of that, they put the Rocket Jets. And so now this is the brand new weenie of the uh, the land, which was With- this.
0: That sign signage for rocket jets is perhaps one of my favorite. Yeah. The font and the design of it is just like so perfect. Yeah. I love it.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so this has the, the completely iconic look of the brand new, um, tomorrowland so with the people mover being right in the center and the tracks coming right out to the kind of the hub but right before getting to the hub they kind of split one going into that first building on the right as you're looking into into tomorrowland and then eventually coming out of the building on the left and going back into the station and it was you know the the people mover was an epic attraction that Basically, went all through Tomorrowland, showcasing all of these um, new attractions and some old ones. But then also going out into the land, uh, all of the you know the land over Autopia, yeah, and into, into Fantasy Fantasyland, land. yeah. And I'll get more into that in a bit. Um, and then, of course, Adventure Through Inner Space, which we will touch on later. Um, so yeah, so I was going to start by actually going on the People Mover. Okay. Presented by Goodyear.
0: Yes. The
1: the Go 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 Goodyear song.
0: Yes. I was going to say that part of what makes Tomorrowland 67 so memorable is just the musical suite, if you will, that appeared when it, I don't know what was there before because I just don't know. I have no idea, yeah. But, you know, Go Go Goodyear, the whole People Mover soundtrack while you were on there, and then, of course, Miracles from Molecules. Um, in the I guess post show,
1: plus the uh, the the song from um, the Carousel of Progress, of course, of course.
0: yeah. So, so yeah. it really was a very musical, and it it fit with the time frame too. It, I don't know. Oh yeah. How you could do something equivalent to that today, you know? It just but was a my, different time. <laughs> that
1: my suggestion would be to go back to that. Yeah. It was so perfect. <sighs> so anyway, you would uh, board the speed ramp. Presented by Goodyear, going up uh, to the platform on the second floor, and you'd get into these uh, people mover cars that were continuously moving, which was based off of the, um, as I mentioned, the Ford Magic Skyway.
0: I've heard that the speed ramp had some issues and would break down often.
1: It did break down often, and it kind of created a, a bottom. Backup. <laughs> yeah, because if if there was a backup on the top, you know, you'd have yeah. people kind of going up into the backs of these people that weren't quite loaded. But because it was a continuously moving um, attraction, it was a kind of a people eater. It actually put a lot of people through at the same time. Um, but, you know, you'd come, I think there were like four cars at, at a time, and unlike the people movers here at Disney World that don't have a roof, I, I guess the cars themselves don't have right. a roof, but the attraction does. This one, um, the... The cars themselves have little roofs that actually raised up, mm. um, kind of at a tilt, so that you, as you boarded, and then as you um, cool. disembarked as well. Um, and then before the car would go, it would go back to normal, and then it would go off onto that uh, lovely thing going towards the hub, and then entering the building of Adventure Through Inner Space, presented by Monsanto. And if you remember, actually, they have also the exterior of these buildings has what they kind of brought back m- very recently, these uh, little futuristic oh, yes. um, designs with the little swoops and things mm-hmm. like that and kind of um, interesting um, kind of like mosaic-y kind of yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> Very futuristic looking. Yes. Um, But anyway, going into uh, Adventure Through Inner Space, you would basically see the mighty microscope and see all of the goings on there that would entice you to visit this attraction later. Um, Seeing all of these people kind of going towards the the automobiles and then disappearing into the microscope somehow. But just... Only long enough to get you enticed, and then, of course, it would leave because you're on the people mover, and now you're in the exit. Uh, You can see the exit of that, and you see that all the people are getting off. They were safe. Everything's (laughs) going to be okay. And then it would go uh, through the character shop, which at the time, which was brand new, uh, the second largest gift shop in all of Disneyland behind the Emporium. And then it would go off um, out of that building, and at that time, it would... um, Go over the uh, there was kind of like a band stand mm. area, which would later become the uh, Flying Saucers attraction, oh, which yes. would later then become mm-hmm. Space Mountain. Mm. So, they would do that.
0: It's hard to imagine a time without Space Mountain, I but know. there was one. I know <laughs> for quite some time.
1: Quite a bit, yeah, actually. You have ten full years of this new Tomorrowland. Uh, without the Space Mountain, but then um, and by the way, unlike the People Mover here at the Magic Kingdom, this one had elevation oh, gains, yeah. and you know, <clears throat> so it actually went up pretty high as it entered the second floor of the uh, Carousel of Progress. How high did it go? I don't know. You tell me.
0: Thirty-four feet.
1: That's very high.
0: Was the highest point of the People Mover? Wow!
1: At one point, it actually goes over the. Um, the Skyway.
0: The Skyway or the monorail?
1: The Skyway. Wow. Well, it also goes over the monorail. That's crazy. Yeah. But it's right at the beginning of the Skyway as it exits this. But anyway, so as it's going through the Carousel of Progress, we are now looking at the thing that I was talking about before, the uh, little teaser as to what um, Walt was working on, right. the Progress City. And you, you think you've seen the model here at Magic Kingdom. That yeah. might be, I think, 20 to 25% of what was the original um, Progress City model.
0: And it was fully operational. Oh, yeah. Like cars on streets moving. Yep. Uh, the carnival rides that they had, a little fair yep. happening, moving lights on. Yeah, each
1: of the little houses had individual lights that would come on and off. I,
0: I really, really wish that there was some high-quality footage yeah, of that somewhere is. because... It's just the part yeah. that we see is always, you know, our favorite part of riding on <laughs> yeah. the people mover here. But I can't imagine how yeah, amazing was the whole that, thing. Must I have mean, been. because
1: if you can imagine, it took the entire uh, second floor of the Carousel of Progress. Basically, after you rode the Carousel of Progress, you would go upstairs to see this giant model. Yeah. And that's kind of why they have that um, the little exterior stairway that kind of mm-hmm. rotates around the uh, exterior of the building. That's that was the exit. After uh, visiting Progress wow. City, that's how people would get down from that second floor. But the people mover went through that and saw that. And later, um, in later iterations, that would become the Tron super speed tunnel <laughs> <laughs> back after they uh, got rid of that. Mm. But anyway, so it would uh, leave the um, the second floor of the Carousel of Progress. And that, this is its highest point that you had mentioned. And it's actually going over now the the entrance or kind of the beginning of the Skyway to Fantasyland. Mm. So as the Skyway buckets are going up, the People Mover is actually going right over it. Wow. And that's where it basically goes off into the land of the Autopia cars and um, with this fancy new design. And back then they had the Tomorrowland Autopia and later they would add the Fantasyland Autopia, the Motorboat Cruise, the Monorail. Would be going on the submarine voyage, and all of this is why they called this Tomorrowland the World on the Move or the Land on the Move. A world on the move because it would have all this kinetic um, energy going yeah. on. Yeah, all there of these could people be mover a cars, a monorail,
0: a people mover, a submarine, a, a skyway yeah, this, bucket,
1: and even the the rotation of the carousel of progress, the rocket jets going on yeah. everything. It was just absolutely. This was why it was my favorite land as I was growing up. This was the best, and so it would go off, and you'd even go as far as It's a Small World and see all of that, and then go along the monorail at one point, and then go into the final attraction, which was the America the Beautiful, and you would see the the pre-show and the post-show, which had all kinds of weird things, um, kind of exhibits um, brought to you by Bell Labs, Mm. uh, including um, such things as speaker phones. And family phones where you would, uh, as a family, you would enter a booth and be able to make a a phone call all (laughs) together. And I I remember, I personally remember going in there and and making like long distance phone calls from in in there. It was the most interesting thing. Very odd. And so you'd, uh, the first thing you'd see is the people that were lined up kind of waiting to go in the attraction. And then you would uh, also see the post show as well. And then it would... Hop out of that building and join that center track, going away from the hub towards the, uh, as I mentioned, that uh, the kind of the center of all of this, with the um, <clears throat> rocket jets on top mm-hmm. and uh, the people mover platform in the second floor. Exit your vehicle and go out. And of course, having seen all of these fun attractions, you would, of course want to see adventure through inner space first, I would think. I would think. I would think so too. <laughs> um it had a lot going for it. It really did. A lot of
0: new things, you know.
1: And I actually forgot to mention one thing. I'm sorry. As you were going along that that um path, those were those Mary Blair murals oh, on yes. either side. Um kind of showcasing, you know, on one side cuz all of the um like the sun energy and water yeah. and the kinds of things it would provide Energy for. It was
0: like the future of tomorrow as seen through the eyes of children or right. something I like think,
1: that. Uh, yeah, one side had uh, children. Yeah. Um, which, of course, that was kind of a Mary Blair staple. And then uh, one kind of was more energy focused. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> it, yeah, it was just like the promise of tomorrow. Yes. Uh, but yeah, as. Uh, so Walt had actually befriended the. Um, monsanto's dr charles allen thomas kind um, of he was a big executive there and that's actually um through his friendship he um that's where they got the sponsorship for the uh the hall of chemistry and the house of the future um but he suggested that he wanted to do another thing where they kind of went into inner space because by this time we had already been to outer space and gone there um so, but nobody had really ever gone to inner space
0: I wonder if it was even called Inner Space before I know that they
1: did call, well, there were a couple of um, other names for the attraction, including Magic Microscope and Mm. Micro World, before they settled on Adventure Through Inner Space. What's also interesting is that they settled on Adventure Through Inner Space, but with the through being T-H-R-U. It was a
0: different time. They just, there was... Which accepted was, abbreviations back then. Yeah,
1: which <laughs> I absolutely love that, and it was no other way. Yeah, There are a couple of Disney books that misspell it with the full word through, but it was T-R-H, <laughs> T-H-R-U. Um, anyway, uh, but what was just so fascinating about this attraction, it was, uh, as you mentioned, the first iteration of the Omnimover system, which they had um, developed also from the... Um, the Ford Magic Skyway. And this was uh, something where they were able to get um, two to three people or two and a half people (laughs) (laughs) in a, uh, you know, what we now know as like the Haunted Mansion's um, doom buggies, Mm. uh, but painted blue. Because
0: remember, the Haunted Mansion didn't exist at this time. Yeah, this was the the first time. The house was up there, but... Nothing was in it.
1: So before this, there had pretty much only been shows where if you were like off to the side, maybe you wouldn't quite get the best view being right right in the center. So this is like everyone gets a perfect view. You're going to be right there. And... It's going they to be designed like the scenes around
0: the fact that they could control what people were seeing. Exactly. So it really and changed that's the things.
1: whole point of the Omni movers is that they could control what you're <laughs> looking at. And so they would be able to have a scene off to the left and then put another one off to the right and have you basically swivel the car at a certain point so that you would see it just so,
0: yeah, it's really, I mean, amazing to think we it's yeah. things that we take for granted now that, like, they didn't yeah. exist before yeah, so this the, ride. Yeah,
1: so before this, so people as they were writing this was like the first time they'd ever encountered anything like this. I mean, there were the the Fantasyland dark rides, but those were very quick, yeah. and basically told the story of that uh, you know animated film mm-hmm. pretty quickly. But here, you're basically going into the world of the molecules and atoms, and as you go into the um, the little pre show area. With with that curving walkway, which we now know um, as the curving walkway of, of Star Tours,
0: I've still never the, been on Star Tours in Disneyland. So, oh, well,
1: they know. have well <laughs> the Star Tours, the Star Tours at Disneyland came first, but the Star Tours at Disney World they have the same yeah that same kind of rotating queue area, um, but where the Star Speeder. Two thousand or whatever it is, um, sits. That's where the mighty microscope was, and so it was just a, a massive uh, microscope. I think thirty-seven foot tall. And so as you're looking at it, you're basically seeing all of these uh, vehicles entering it. Yes. There's a hole just big enough for it, it to enter with all of these guests in it. And like, where are they going? And you know, one after one, each one goes in and doesn't come out, but. You see, uh, as as the um, microscope progresses, a glass tube about halfway up, and you see those automobiles with tiny little guests. Except now, instead of being full size, they're what maybe uh, maybe a half foot tall, hmm. just like six inches, and they have guests in there. Supposedly, they're moving. Actually not, <laughs> <laughs> and the and the microscope is pointed at a. Um, there is a giant snowflake on the wall, but if there's actually like a little prismy thing that has a bunch of um, like snow, mm. uh, like snowflakes, going in, and so you're actually going being injected into a tiny snowflake.
0: The funny part is that a microscope would not do that.
1: Yeah, a microscope <laughs> is a It's meant a thing, to magnify is,
0: something on the other yeah, end of it. it
1: is meant <laughs> to take small things and make them bigger. Yeah. And here, this m- mighty microscope is making big things
0: small. But everyone was just totally okay with that yeah. and on board with mm, the crazy display.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but it was the most radical thing because, you know, so... Because it's an omni mover system and it, you know it's going by it's a non stop system uh and, you know two people at a time going in the line moved pretty quickly mm-hmm. they did have some displays um in the queue area. I honestly have no idea how anybody would have had time to read these um or to see the little things, but it basically had um little i think there were eight of them and they kind of showed what mm. you were going to see ah. um but there would be uh, the announcer uh, saying, Your attention, please. This is the tracking procedure of an adventure through inner space. Adventurous men of science who have made this journey before you are carefully plotting every phase of this incredible journey as you shrink beyond the smallness of an atom, the smallest building block of matter. We wish you an enlightening experience, for though your body will shrink, your mind will expand. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, that's deep
1: yeah and so there was one of that, those kind of things for each of the little um, um, little show exhibits in the queue area which as I said I have no idea how anybody would have had a time to look at it <laughs> because the, the line is moving so quickly uh, but then you would enter your automobile and enter face-first into the uh, the microscope and this was the craziest part because it's dark in there there's no light and somehow, you know, they kind of wiggle your uh, little automobile, and suddenly you're going backwards. Mm. I have no idea how they did this, and I don't know where the uh they went, but obviously <laughs> you're you're shrinking and <laughs> into it goes, it goes somewhere. A snowflake, obviously yeah. so you're basically <laughs> injecting this into a snowflake, and it's just the weirdest thing that they have um uh, little like snowflake crystals. Like physical giant yeah. snowflake crystals that you're going through.
0: Well, I think what is so interesting is that, with the exception of the snowflakes, beyond that, every all of the representations are very surreal. Yeah, and just kind of like, what mm-hmm. does a nucleus look like? Who knows? It maybe it looks like this.
1: Monsanto knows.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> like to try to explain like what it actually looks like, mm-hmm. you know, was not something that anyone could have wrapped their head around going on a six-minute ride so they really had to make everything kind of just you know themes and like this is pulsing light and things like that and it worked though you know like everything came together and despite it not being like such a strict severe like scientific explanation it made sense and people loved it
1: that's right (laughs) So I forgot to mention, um, as you entered your, uh, your the you can hear the thought patterns of yes. the first visitor who starts off by saying, For centuries man had but his own two eyes to explore the wonders of his world. Then he invented the microscope, a mighty eye, and discovered the fantastic universe beyond the limits of his own meager sight. Now your adventure through inner space has begun. Through Monsanto's mighty microscope, you will travel into this incredible universe found within a tiny fragment of a snowflake. I am the first person to make this fabulous journey. Suspended in the timelessness of inner space are the thought waves of my first impressions. They will be your only source of contact once you have passed beyond the limits of normal Magnification. MAGNIFICATION! Magnification, <laughs> and it would kind of echo magnification.
0: I really, you know, was wanting to do my Paul Frees impression. It oh just yeah, stole that from me. But and
1: that's the thing. This thing was narrated <laughs> by the magnificent Paul Frees.
0: I love him so
1: much. Who later would be actually? He had just been introduced as the, uh, uh, um, the pirate, the guy in Pirates of the Caribbean, ah. which, had, which had just opened maybe six months before um, the the auctioneer. auctioneer. Yes. Um and then later would become the ghost host. The ghost host in the haunted mansion in sixty nine. He was also the original Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um I just love his voice and oh yeah his intonation and tone and everything, especially in the adventure through inner space narration was oh, yeah. just like perfection to me.
1: Yeah I forgot <laughs> he was also the Ludwig von Drake. Oh, well, that's but, a whole yeah. different thing. But yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it's really perfect here. Um, and so basically you're hearing, I guess, these thought patterns as, uh, as you go through. And s- there's so many questions that he's asking, right. like, um, should I go here? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Um, basically, like, what, am I going to keep on shrinking Forever, because
0: exactly. these are the things like that you couldn't explain this easily. So yeah. that's how they chose to explain everything. Was like
1: right. So I'm the go. so the first part uh, part of this ride is you know you can see a physical manifestation of the actual snowflakes um, with you know like little lat, um, crystal lattices and that kind of thing. And then as the snowflake as you're getting smaller, the snowflakes are getting bigger, and they're kind of like really massive ice chunks that you that you, the all of the automobiles are kind of um weaving through, mm. and then, as you basically get even smaller, you're now surrounded by a bunch of um molecules um, which you know of. Since Snowflake is made of water, that would be H2O, a little <laughs> hydrogen molecule and a, with two oxygen molecules. And then you can see uh, a lot. they had a lot of projections as well. And so uh, projected on the wall were just a ton of these um, molecules with the spinning electrons, um, a whole bunch of them. But then you go into one of them. And so now there's kind of like a physical thing of a giant, um, like a whole bunch of spinning electrons uh, with like tons of tubes and that kind of thing. Um, As the voice keeps telling you that you're going deeper and deeper and like now we should go to to the atom itself or the nucleus. And that's when it's kind of it really gets surreal and you kind of hear a thumping like a almost like a heartbeat
0: yeah the heartbeat of the nucleus that's
1: right and there was like um there like an actual um strobe mm, in yes. there that kind of represented it, the beating of this um nucleus which you know and at this point the, since you're so deep within a molecule. There's now nothing else around it except for this. Yeah. And so, but the music is ge- just getting very eerie, and yeah. creepy, and like, and the the guy, our narrator, is like saying, like, do I dare go into the nucleus <laughs> and explore the depths of its inner realm?
0: Yeah. And then you're also hearing the tracking.
1: People, oh, that's right. I've totally forgotten about these uh, guys
0: saying like we've lost contact. Yeah. You know, so that,
1: that, this is the first um, like maybe we're in danger here. And like exactly if, as we if, were mentioning earlier, like this is it. if we go f- farther, we will keep on shrinking to nothing. Yeah. Um, but suddenly, of course,
0: the problem Ant-Man had, if you recall, oh, you know, right. into the quantum realm.
1: That's a good <laughs> point. But, but yeah, he got so, out. Uh, luckily, for some reason, the snowflake starts to melt. Yes. Yes. I guess that saves us.
0: I don't know. I didn't ride it.
1: I also don't know. That's <laughs> and little, why did
0: it melt? I don't know. These maybe, are questions we'll never know.
1: Maybe the, the little guys did that to save us. Maybe, But we don't know. And so you're seeing now, uh, basically hearing like a lot of um, bubbly type things. And you can see a whole bunch of bubbles. Hmm. I guess we're starting to get bigger. And then the guy says, uh, the actual guy says, we've got you on scope and we we're pulling you out. And at this point, we actually pass by the microscope again, and we can actually see oh yeah, an eye. <laughs> actual eyeball of a guy looking through the microscope at us. By the way, this person has blue eyes, or at least he has one blue eye. And yeah. you, you could see the actual blue eyeball kind of kind of <laughs> going back and forth looking at you. And apparently you're now uh, going back to normal. And shortly after this, the ride ends. But uh, before the before you actually disembark, the automobile, you actually go through the post show area a little bit, mm. and you can actually see what's going on. Yeah, a, the as, different displays. Yeah, so it, it doesn't just end and then you get off the vehicle. It actually goes through the post show area, so you can see all of these things, um, and then it gets to the exit area, dumping you into that post show area presented by Monsanto, where you would hear. The Great uh, Miracles Miracles from from Molecules, molecules. written by the Sherman Brothers.
0: Yes, it's very catchy.
1: Oh, incredibly so.
0: And that's where Monsanto was like, "Hey, we can manipulate molecules and atoms and make really fun stuff for you to enjoy." Here's some examples, and that was because you know, if anyone's seen The Graduate with uh, what's his face, Dustin Dustin Hoffman, Hoffman. and you know, plastics, Plastics. that this (laughs) was that time frame. Before that. Yeah, These things didn't exist. I actually
1: think that movie came out the same year. Maybe but it did. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'll have to look back. I think that uh, was 67.
0: But yeah, it really was, you know, a moment in time. Oh, yeah. And they had this. A lot was going on.
1: They had this fascinating exhibit also. Um, it was kind of some, I believe, like a model in some plastic type um, clothing, but it was surrounded by all of these intricate strings um, in in a kind of like a in a rotating fashion, but each of these individual strings, and there must have been hundreds of them had little um, beads of oil that would drip down them hmm. to make kind of give it a, a, a very interesting effect as you kind of looked so that like each string was maybe like just not even an inch apart and so th- and this. All of these strings were surrounding the, the model inside, Weird. but um, with little beads of oil coming down to give it like um, a beaded effect, like crystal hmm. kind of a thing. It was very odd. And like, it made me think like if somebody touched that, there would be oil everywhere, right?
0: Was it really oil or yeah. did you just think it no, was? No, oh. it was oil. Weird. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Dripping oil going down the strings. Huh. Yeah. So, yeah. And as I said, they had all of these fun exhibits kind of uh, showcasing um, how Monsanto was able to manipulate uh, molecules molecules. into things that would make our lives better.
0: Yes. And one thing they learned on this attraction was that kids and adults alike like to grab at anything they can get their hands on. Yeah. So they apparently tore to shreds the ride when they first went on
1: it as I mentioned the the first things that you could see like the little snowflake crystals uh, to kind of give you the effect that you were shrinking they had you know there were these massive uh, snowflakes um, but a lot of them and they were you know within arm's reach and of course people would have, you know that's just what they do they would just grab them and tear them apart so they had to kind of uh eventually put those farther apart yes
0: so that even a seven-foot child could not reach them and that became the envelope of security
1: but another thing that happened of course was since this is the first array of um like a dark ride where it was really dark and a lot of oh yes (laughs) uh darkness and unsupervised darkness and you know a six-minute attraction people uh It kind of became Disneyland's (laughs) first tunnel of love as Hmm. well.
0: Six minutes is a long time, I suppose. Yeah,
1: And because, you know, so they did eventually have a closed circuit uh, TV cameras in there. But I'm not sure if they let the guests know that they, hey, we're watching you. Because they became very amorous. Yes. But, yeah, so that's another uh, thing that happened with that. Um, But, yeah, so this was an incredible attraction. Um, It was pretty much through the creation of Claude Coates and Yale Gracie, but mainly Claude Coates. This was his baby. Um, He came up with a lot of the uh, physical manifestations of of what you see through here. Um, At one point, though, um, in 1977... September 30th, Monsanto actually pulled its uh, sponsorship. But the Mighty Microscope and the automobiles kept going all the way through um, September 2nd of 1985.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I read somewhere, and I don't remember now if this was the Hall of Chemistry or Adventure Through Inner Space, that it was originally not a ticketed, Attraction. Oh, this is
1: Adventure Through Inner Space. That's a good point. Um, yes, so Monsanto wanted... So there wasn't wanted, a lot
0: of money involved
1: in sponsoring Yeah, it. they wanted to kind of showcase their product. So, um, yeah, it was a free a free ticket. But what, what happened, it wasn't completely free, and I'll explain. Um, it was free for adults. But uh-huh. each ticket book had a free coupon for, uh, for a child, for one child, so that a child would not be able to to um, ride, just ride by itself, uh, by ride by themselves <clears throat> over and over <clears throat> again, they would have to purchase a C ticket <clears throat> to do that. Interesting. Um, but adults could ride it over and over. Very interesting.
0: Yeah, weird how things were back then.
1: Yeah, and then eventually when um, <laughs> it lost its free status and it became a C ticket all around.
0: Can you imagine that today? If they were like, "Well, adults can ride." for free <laughs> like even if they instituted a ticketing yeah. thing like everyone People would, would go crazy
1: but that's just the way it was what's what's really interesting is that um when i visited disneyland the one um person that we knew that worked at disneyland worked at adventure through inner space and it was a friend of my mother's uh, she was going to college at the time um so it was a college um buddy of hers he actually provided us. He g- would <laughs> give us manila envelopes full of tickets, A3E tickets. <laughs> I'm not sure where they came from, whether they were legitimate or not. I have no idea. It's a different time. It was a different time. But, like, it was very weird. We would go to Disneyland. We would go to Adventure Through Inner Space, He would give us an envelope full of A3E tickets, and we would be able to ride everything all day long.
0: That's the way to do it.
1: I mean, <laughs> I would think that they would mark the tickets because, you know, it wasn't just sea tickets.
0: Yeah.
1: It was the whole, I don't know. Deal. I don't know. I'll have <laughs> okay, to ask he my mother had a friend about, in ticketing or something. I'll have to ask my mother what's going on with that situation. <laughs> because I never, I never did question that. Hmm. But, I mean, because of um, him working there, we always rode that attraction. I, it, w- it became my favorite. I loved it so much.
0: Well, I definitely wish I could have seen Tomorrowland 67 or 77 yeah, <laughs> or well, anything.
1: Actually, quite a while back, I guess in, in, probably over 10 years ago, I'm sure, somebody actually created a DVD of the entire attraction. Uh, I purchased this and I played it and it's, it's like it recreated the whole thing. Wow. I'll have to break that out again. But it, it was just like it brought back a flood of memories, mm. just like, okay. I don't. I'm not sure how they were able to, you know, find each thing that yeah. they did, each element, and they were able to put it on the DVD so that, you know, they had the full soundtrack wow. and, um, and everything. So,
0: hmm.
1: I'll have to maybe sh- show a picture of that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because that was very <clears throat> interesting. It was quite good. But yeah, so that uh, takes us to the end of Adventure Through Inner Space. Uh, as I said, it uh, did finally close in uh, September of 85. Um, they decided to go a different route. Star Tours. Yes. Which we all know and love. But Space. I do uh, miss Adventure Through Inner Space. They, do, uh, they did, of course, put the Mighty Microscope in the original Star Tours. Um, as you were kind of careening towards um, Out of Control in the mm. beginning ports, uh, parts right before you were to crash into that fuel tank, off to one of the sides, you would ac- you would actually see the mighty microscope.
0: Oh, that's fun.
1: One there, yeah.
0: Was that only in the Disneyland version?
1: No, that was in both.
0: Why did you never point this out to me? I did. Oh. Well, I didn't know what that was probably back then.
1: But in addition, <laughs> um, the in the queue area. At Disneyland, which you have just told me that you have never seen, they had um, little baskets full of parts. This is in the queue area of Star Tours. Um, Baskets full of parts. But in some of the baskets, they actually had the little um, automobiles with some of the guests. Remember those little things that were in the Mighty Microscope? They had some of those in there, in the baskets. Yes. As another tribute.
0: Very fun. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) So... I miss it, but it was a lot of fun.
0: It's very weird that, uh, you know, for the longest time I heard of what that ride was, but I never put two and two together, and I always just thought it was like deep space, you know, like inner space, but it's really just molecules.
1: Yeah, it really is, (laughs) but it's just so weird because a, a lot of the things, especially towards the second half of the attraction, were things that weren't physical they were right. just um kind of surreal yeah kind of things that would you could l- use your imagination use your imagination exactly um, so yeah a very unique attraction but yeah i wanted to share that with y'all <laughs> well
0: it was a fun trip down memory lane even though i wasn't there <laughs> Tomorrowland 67 I mean you weren't there in 67 No obviously. I wasn't My in, first
1: yes. visit to Disneyland was in 74 Yes But it was that Tomorrowland That yeah. uh, that it, I fell in love with
0: Very fun I hope that we are getting back to that <clears throat> Classic Mid-century Modern oh, yeah. uh, Tomorrowland look <clears throat> Excuse me It seems like that is the direction That they're kind of going with turning everything white again and more clean lines and things like that. So it's fun to go back and see what once was futuristic and think about all of the amazing things that came to be in Disneyland back then. Mm -hmm. So we hope you enjoyed this visit back to Tomorrowland 67 and a world on the move. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, we will... See you next time for another episode of Up the Waterfall.
1: That's right. Bye now.